podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. I'm Menas, and we're here to wrap up the MCG Test Match. Australia have won the Test by 79 runs. They retain the Benno Kadir Trophy. It's a fantastic victory. Pat Cummins was player of the match. And joining me to go through the action is Jono Baruch, who was at the MCG. And Jono, I'll start by saying you've got to say a much improved effort from Pakistan this Test Match. G'day, man. It's great to be with you again. Um, Pakistan were brilliant this week. Absolutely brilliant. Um, one of the best, um, one of the best test matches at the MCJ I've covered. And one of the I'm gonna say one of the best Boxing Day test matches we've had in a very long time. Um, for the most part, Pakistan were right in the contest and a couple <clears throat> pardon me, we'll talk about Pat Cummins as we go along, but a captaincy masterclass towards the back end today and really made sure that Australia got the job done and we don't have to come back tomorrow. Yeah, certainly. Um, I, I bet everyone was happy to get day five off within the team and people who work around cricket. But let's go back to the beginning of the day. Australia started um, their second innings, uh, resumed their second innings this morning, and they added four for 75 to finish 262. <laughs> And a crucial knock from Alex Carey, who was the last wicket out for 53. He made that off 101 deliveries. A little bit of support from Pat Cummins with 16 and Nathan Lyon with 11. But, Jono, geez, that innings was well-timed by Alex Carey, uh, not just in the context of the match. When, you know, you look at the overall result, that 75 runs they added was crucial, but but also for his career. Yeah, it was crucial not for Alex Carey. Really, really crucial. He sort of sort of felt that he needed a bit of an innings of substance, but he was chancing his arm, but he was doing it um in a calculated way. He started getting that flow of his bat and they started finding the middle of it. So a real gritty innings, you know, Stark stuck around for a little bit. Cummins was out core behind and really it was up to the rest of the bowlers. In the end, Josh Hazelwood was the one that was there when he brought up the milestone. So the bowlers made sure that they got him through. Carey was the last man out when they were nine down and trying to just add some last-minute runs. But in the end, a really crucial knock. And um, I'm sure we'll come to it. But Australia ended up really needing the run. So great knock for Carey. I'm sure we'll do him a world of good. Um, and, you know, as, as they say, one part of your like, confidence in one part of your game helps the other part of the game. And I've got no doubt that his form with the bat Helped him with the gloves this innings as well. Yeah, definitely. And that was his first half century since the first test of the Ashes. So he's he's now made six half centuries, one century in test cricket, averaging 31.25. So, yeah, timely uh, timely innings considering the pressure being put on by Josh Inglis from outside the team. All right, so Shaheen Afridi ended up with four for 76. Mir Hamza, four for 32. Uh, Amir Jamal, two for 74. Australia all out for 262 in their second innings, leaving Pakistan a target of 317. And boy, geez, that 262, Jono, when you know, you just keep thinking about that Shafiq catch off Mitch Marsh when he was just 20. That innings innings could have looked so different 
But in the end, the target was 317, which would have been the second highest fourth innings chase on the MCG. And they got off to a pretty good start. They lost Shafiq early. He edged one off Stark. Good catch by Kawaja in the slips. He was out for four. Imam Al-Haq was out LBW to Pat Cummins for 12. But from there, there's some good partnerships. Shah Massoud made a nice 60. Babar Azam got to 41. Saul Shaquille got to 24. But it was, as you said at the top of the show, Pat Cummins with some decisive blows and Josh Hazelwood who got Baba Azam that turned the game because, you know, three for it's sort of two for 110 when Masood gets out. Uh, the game's well in the balance. Well, let's call a spade a spade here, man. If Abdullah Shafiq holds that catch for Mitch Marsh when he's on 20, this game's over at 5 o'clock this afternoon. And Pakistan have recorded their first ever test victory in Australia. Instead, they're chasing 90-odd more runs. And it, while it, it did get hairy for Australia, Pat Cummins said in the post-game presser that there was a time where it did get a little bit twitchy. And 300, 316 or whatever it was, it's not a it's not a it's a big score, particularly on a day four, day five wicket. But we've seen these biggest these bigger scores start to get run down a lot more often in Test cricket now. And it the score three hundred and sixteen that lends itself for one player to go on and make a make a big hundred and a special fourth innings run, a couple of partnerships that there were. Um, as you said, you know, when Sean and Bubble were batting together, it looked like that Pakistan were really seizing control. It took a another magical spell of bowling from Pat Cummins to really extract that Sharm and Sood wicket and, like, you know, very, like, you know, stuff it, I'll do it myself type energy. And then the spell from Josh Hazelwood to remove Bubba, which felt like that really pivotal point in the match, you know, straight after T. Um, it's a it's a it was a period of play where Hazelwood bowled twenty four dot balls in a row at Baba Azam and then got one with a, a ball very similar to the one that Cummins got Baba in the first innings. The um, Nick Bucker must have hit a crack on that on the wicket and ended up castling the top of up stumps. So fantastic ball. And then as you said from there, there were a few other little partnerships. Um, Rizwan and Salman batted really well together and again started making Australia sweat, but. It was the genius of Pat Cummins and just what he was able to do with the ball and then some great convincing skills to the umpires to let them go on for that extra half an hour and then just to be able to finish finish the job and end the year on a spectacular high. Yeah, you, you, you're right. So, so it was probably three big wickets. Sean Massoud, he was out for 60, and that Cummins brought himself on, and that made uh, Pakistan three for 110. Then you said Hazelwood gets Babar Azam for 41. Beautiful off-cutter through the gate. So Pakistan a four for 146. Then there is a uh, partnership between Rizran and Salman a bit later. And, it, and the, the score is... Five for 219, and here's the most controversial moment of the day. So five for 219, Pakistan only need uh, 98 runs to win with five wickets in hand. Very, very um, nervous times for the Australian team. Pat Cummins brings himself back, back on, gets one to jump at Rizwan, flicks his back arm and was given not out. Cummins referred it. And then um, umpire Illingworth looked at the replay and judged that the ball had flicked the sort of uh, the wrist guard bit of Rizwan's um, right hand glove, and there was a little hot spot, so he gave him out 
caught behind. There seems to be some controversy that the umpire got this one wrong, that there wasn't conclusive evidence to to show it hitting the wristband. I actually think it was out. I think it, it pretty clearly just flicks that um, little um, wristband bit. But, but how do you see it, Jono? Well, I'll tell you one person who didn't think it was out, and that was the Pakistan team director, Mohammed Afiz, who absolutely launched in the post-game press conference. He was referring to a lot of different incidents, but this is a direct quote, man. This technology is putting a curse on this beautiful game of cricket. And with the Rizwan, you know, watching it from the box up here at the MCG, he kind of got himself into a bit of an awkward position where he was crouching. He didn't actually know where the ball had hit. You know, Pat said he went up because he thought he heard it claim a glove or something. And, you know, the wristband, if it's touching a glove, that's part of your glove and considered out. And, well, nothing showed up on Hotspot, but there was a bit of a spike on um, Snicko, maybe, you know, coming back around to the one that um, Cummins was giving out to this morning, which he didn't think he hit, but there was nothing, and there was nothing on Hotspot but a spike on Snicko. But... They're, they're part of those, they're some of those 50 50 calls that sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it, it doesn't go your way. In this aspect, it went the Australians' way. You know, Rizwan wasn't happy. It proved to be the decisive moment of the game for Pakistan. But well, that's, you know, cricket. What, that's, that's cricket, I guess. You know, wonder they're spewing, though, because they, they would see that as, you know, taking a huge, you know, huge wicket of Rizwan and they may be on their way to a famous victory. They have won a test match here, just not since the mid-90s. So it'd be their first test match in almost 30 years. But um, so, yeah, very. I, I, as I said, I thought it looked like it flicked the back glove. Rizwan was sort of, he kept motioning that it, it hit his arm and he was trying to show the umpires. But often, it, you know, might have flicked his arm and glove. Um, but I, the only the only thing I will say is I guess the video as conclusive as I think it is, if you're a fan of Pakistan, you could probably say, well, where's where's the actual footage of it? You know, hitting the the wristband, and you only yeah. saw one angle, so I, it's a very hard one. But um, a huge wicket for Cummins, um, but mm. I could see why they feel a little aggrieved. Just to, just to finish on this point, and I know we, we'll, we do have to wrap up shortly, I, there are there are lots of flaws within the DRS system, a lot of them within particularly the LBW and the different countries having different types of technology. You know, some countries having hotspots, some countries just having ultra edge and relying on that. And you're relying on sound fragments and speed of sound and not actually lining up it. The, the system's not designed to be perfect. You know, that's the game. You know, there has to be an aspect of human error in the game, but that is why we have technology to get rid of the howler. If we're using technology to work off one frame that might have done, a, that might have hit a glove or might have recorded a sound fragment that's going to make a decision go your way, that's when I think the game is going get to get itself into trouble. And that's where I think is part of the reason why Mohammed Abiz went on his rant in the post-game press conference today. But we have this technology in the game to try and make sure we get most of our decisions correct. Technology is not always going to be right. Sometimes it malfunctions. That's just the nature of why it's going to be. But it's something that is part of the game. We have it to a point where it's used for so many different things and it's just one of those things where it either goes your way or it doesn't go. Yeah. 
I just think if you're Pakistani thinking, well, the umpire gave it not out, so maybe the the third umpire, the TV umpire, would have thought, well, that's probably not enough evidence to give it out. Anyway, it's in the scorebook. It's out. Rizwan goes for um, a well-made 35. Agassalman made a lovely half-century batting at number seven, 50 off 70 balls. He, he was eventually the second last player out. But in the process of bowling out Pakistan, they lost five for 18 at the end. So once Rizwan went, they fell like a pack of cards. As you mentioned before, they took the extra half an hour, so they finished on day four. Pat Cummins finished with the figures of five for 49. So it was his 11th five-wicket haul. Um, it was his second ten wicket, second ten wicket haul in the for a match. Um, his match figures were ten for ninety seven. He's the second Australian captain to take ten wickets and bowl Australia to victory. He's also the tenth Aussie bowler to now take two hundred and fifty Test wickets. So, really, was a wonderful way for the Australian captain to finish the year. You think about. Um, what he's achieved this year, John Owen, and it's fitting that he was player of the match, takes 10 wickets, 2-5, has leads Australia to a series victory. 100%. It's the perfect way to sign off on what's been, been an absolute legacy year for not only Cummins, but for the Australian cricket team. And he's spoken about the satisfaction and just how much fun they all have together as a team and how much enjoy each other's company across formats. But as he said, for Pat to come out and have the performance that he's had, I don't, I don't actually think he's bowled better than what he has over the past couple of weeks. Pat Cummins, um, he's mm-hmm. really going, he's really going well, and he's, as he said, 250, 250 Test wickets now. He's into the top ten of most Test wickets ever for Australia. You just, you wonder how many he would have had by now if he didn't miss sixty-seven consecutive Tests through injury from his debut. So. He's a remarkable cricketer. His captaincy now has gotten better and better. Probably throughout the year, there were definitely a few moments throughout the year where I think a lot of people were rightly asking questions as to whether or not he could manage being a fast bowler and captain. But he's definitely proven himself towards the back end of the World Cup that not only is he just one of the world-class bowlers and probably time we can have that conversation soon as to is he one of the best fast bowlers of all time? But he's also proving himself to be an absolutely outstanding captain and one of the one of the better tech, tactical cap, captains that Australia's had for a long time. Yeah, I never doubted him. But but look, you, you you're damn right. I mean, Cummins is in that conversation of greatest ever bowlers, and we'll have it at some stage. But he's he's got to 250 wickets in close to record time, so it's. Um, it's quite an achievement. Just at the end, in, in a match that had everything, so uh, Cummins took five wickets, Hazelwood took the wicket of Barbara Azam, but Mitchell Stark, let's not forget him, four for 55 in Pakistan's second innings. He took the last two wickets, and uh, I was about to say, it's a match that had everything. It, it finished with two classic catches, Mitchell Marsh running in from third, taking a stunner off Stark to dismiss Salman, and then very next ball, Mir Hamza floated one up in the air to Gully, and Steve Smith took a, a wonderful diving catch. So an exhilarating end to the match. It certainly was. Great catch from Mitchell Marsh and equally as good a catch from Steve Smith. Um, does, does Mitchell Stark start in Sydney on a hat-trick or how does that no, work? No, unfortunately no, unfortunately not. 
Uh, Rick Finlay confirmed that on ABC Radio. I was listening. Um, so Australia won by 79 runs, a fantastic victory for them. As I said, they win the series 2-0. Player of the match, Pat Cummins. Any notes from the press conference, Jono, apart from Hafiz firing up? Well, Hafiz firing up, that's certainly going to dominate all the headlines. But from Australia, it was um, – well, Marnus is okay um, – Pat was joking about saying that they ran out of band that the Australian team soccer ran out of band-aids after he copped a ball flush to the knee. Um, and aside from that, it was just a real celebratory move from Pat and the rest of the Australians being able to celebrate the work and what they'd achieved. And the attention turns now to Sydney to wrap up the series and also send off David Warner in style, which I'm sure will get a lot of a lot of attention this week before turning before turning into another year. But it's been mm. a fantastic year of cricket for this Australian cricket team. And what better way to sign off another good crowd in at the MCG today? Over 160,000 people coming to the ground this week for a test match, which is fantastic numbers. Yeah, take um, that, Basil Zempelas. Take that. Take that, WA. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I people will come out in Sydney too. Yeah, good. Um, Shah Masood spoke well after the game on the coverage. He said there were a lot of positive to the to the performance, and he he absolutely um, should take a lot of positives out of it. I mean, if had Shafiq taken those two catches, Warner day one, Mitch Marsh day three, as you said, we could be talking about a very very different story here. So you know, there was a very close run thing. Um, but Shah Masood did want to make special mention, and this was interesting. He he made a note to stop. And he wanted to say, give credit to the ground staff for producing a fantastic pitch to play test cricket on. The fact that it um, gave everyone a chance. He just complimented them on making such a pleasurable pitch to play on. And as a proud Melbourneian, Jono, you must be happy with the way the pitch is going. Oh, it's incredible. Like even on late on day four and the pitch is still playing tricks, there's still a little bit in it for the bowlers, um, that come and said. And from the absolute dredge and dead that it was in the 2017 Ashes to when Alistair Cook made a million to 2018 when the ball was bouncing on the way to Tim Payne in the third over of the game to what it is now, it's um, an absolute credit to Matt Page and his ground staff team to get this MCG wicket and wicket up to a up to a period where it's probably one of the best cricket wickets in the world with um, Adelaide um, um, up there as well. And you, you you cast your mind forward twelve months, man, as you can't wait to see what this Australian attack's going to do, and then also what the likes of the Indian attack of Bumrah, Shami. Um, Siraj and just what they're going to be able to produce on this type of wicket because there's so much in it right up until right up until day four. So you can't wait. Yeah, totally agree with you, Jono. Well, what a what a match! It finishes straight to get the chocolates. Um, so that's it for our wrap from the MCG Test match. Great news, Jono. I've just got the microphones together because we're going to be at the SCG Test together, so we'll be able to record some of these. Um, in the same room. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me over these first two test matches and I'll catch up with you and the listeners in Sydney. No worries. This is a Piccolo podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network.